0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello America, welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from
1: fiction. The issue of health care. It's still a government-run health insurance plan. We will
0: provide you with a choice.
1: It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. jobs.
0: Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well,
1: Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's Healthcare Advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate You're broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. 131 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you out there. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of health care. What are the latest changes to the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act? Who can keep up with that? What are the latest medical technologies, breakthroughs, and treatments available today? What can you do to live a healthier life? Uh, we're going to talk about what you can do to live a healthier life today. We're going to tackle... Uh, a topic on, on concussions today. You're going to find this very interesting. We've got some great guests in studio. I'm not going to be taking calls, but you're going to find this to be a very interesting show, especially if you're a parent out there. Um, you certainly want to listen to this today. We tackle all these issues and more each week, so listen and learn as we talk to you about your health care needs. If you do have specific questions on health insurance or health insurance related issues, or you want more information on something you hear today on the show, 8773852224 that is the number operators are standing by they will take your call so if you're chronologically challenged and you need help with Medicare, give us a call. If you need individual health insurance, or if you are an employer looking for a better way to provide health insurance for your employees, we can help you with all of that. The number is 877-385-2224. The website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There's some really good blogs up there. They're really good because I, because I wrote them. Actually, they're just really good. But anyway, you can go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, and if you want to read those blogs are up there, or you can send me an email if you have questions. Um, I will get back to you. I get a little over 200 a day, so it takes a little time, but I do answer each and every one of them. So the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All right, joining me back in studio today, Kylie Bliss. Welcome back, Kylie.
2: Thank you for having me. Well, Kylie,
0: if you may remember, a couple years ago we did the show with Kylie on the Heads Up Foundation for PCS. Um, she suffered from a concussion. We're going to tell her story today and this organization that she has started around this issue. And uh, it's really quite remarkable. And the last time you were here, you were in high school, and you're now going to be a junior at KU. Correct. Amazing. Amazing how it all changes, how fast it does. Also joining me in studio, uh, Dr. Michael Rippey, neurologist from KU. We've got Jayhawks in the house today. That's right. <laughs> Welcome, doctor. Thank you for taking the time out on your day off to be here today to talk to all of us about this topic. Kylie, let's just kind of dive right in. You've had two concussions. Uh, you didn't get them playing football, okay? Every, everybody equates us with football, so you weren't playing girls tackle football, okay? You were playing basketball. Tell the story.
2: Um, well, the first concussion was my sophomore year. Um, I was, first day of tryouts, I was ready to go and collided heads with another girl. I don't remember any of this it's just simply based off what um, other people have told me and after a month of still having symptoms still having headaches every day not going to school I decided that I needed to play and so I was going to lie to everyone possible so that I was able to get cleared and be able to play again so once I did that um
0: so once you told everyone you were okay when you really weren't okay yes okay
2: Um, I ended up getting a second one either in my second or third game back um, and then that turned out to be the last time I ever played
0: now you know it's interesting because basketball is the last sport I would think of when I think of the concussion issue I think of it in soccer certainly think of it with football with everything that's going on in the NFL Um, I think of it in baseball Uh, we had some of the Royals out last year a couple of the Royals that had concussion issues Salvador Perez um, I think Alcides Escobar had an issue as well. So we 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 think about you know professional sports, but basketball not so much. Um, so that's kind of interesting that that you know that's a non-contact supposed to be non-contact sport. Girls basketball again, you don't think you know a bunch of a bunch of guys and they're banging heads, uh, but this can happen to kids in in in. Regardless of what sport they're playing, yes, no,
2: exactly. It can happen anywhere, and you know, I think that's part of the issues. Is people think it can't; it can only be a football thing or it can only be a soccer thing. Um, but it does; it happens anywhere. And girls' basketball, regardless of what people say, it is a—I mean, it is a physical sport and it is a contact sport. And it's not even sports; that it happens. You know, it can happen anywhere. So concussions are really just a thing that everyone needs to be aware about.
0: Well, and and let's talk about you know the symptoms how, you you mentioned you had headaches um some of the stuff you you still don't even remember what happened um l- let's talk about you know what is that all about what 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 did you experience when you did this and what should parents be looking for with their children if their child is acting differently and and going through these issues there could be an issue here
2: um exactly i my main symptoms were just headaches dizziness sensitivity to light noise um, really, the best thing for me was to have no stimulation at all, um, and so I think just parents really need to be aware that kids—it's easy; everything's self-reported, and so if you work hard enough, you can hide your symptoms. And so it's really not even so much the parents, but athletes knowing that it's—it's it's not worth it to lie or cover it up.
0: Doctor, what is a concussion?
1: What what is a concussion? That's a great question.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is, which is why I'm going to ask right. you to answer it.
1: Um, so the concussion kind of in the simplest way I like to put it, um, especially when I'm talking to parents and, and kids and athletes, is that um, it's really kind of any blow or jolt to the head. And it doesn't even, I mean, it doesn't even always have to be an h- actual hit to the head. Um, you know, I see see patients who've been in a car accident who don't hit their head, but kind of get that, you know, quick change in direction in their head. And so it's really kind of the, the brain hitting the inside of the skull with enough force there that... Uh, it causes some dysfunction with the brain, so whether it's headaches or dizziness, um, you know, the, uh, memory problems, um, but it's some kind of you know hit to the to the brain there that that causes some of the brain cells to not work right.
0: Okay, so um, you know you're, you're a seasoned citizen, you're chronolo- chronologically challenged. Uh, I'm 67. Um, we're talking with people's parents that are 70, 80. Uh, a friend of mine is visiting her father right now in California. He's 89 years old, and he's fallen twice. Talk about the issue with regard to seniors and how significant of an issue is
1: it for them? Right. Yeah. So this, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, we we think about this in terms of football and and young people and athletes. But I mean, I can tell you, I've seen patients throughout the whole spectrum of life um, falling on ice in the parking lot, uh, falling in the sidewalk uh, during the winter shopping season. You know, um, and and. It's Yeah, it's not just young people um, and, and elderly people. Uh, it's, uh, you never know whether they're going to have more symptoms or less, but um, they, they tend to react just like everybody else we see. Um, and so I spend a lot of time when I'm out in the public educating that this isn't just a young person issue and it's not just an athlete issue. Um, this is an issue that we deal with kind of in all walks of life.
0: And people aren't necessarily going to have to pass out um, from a concussion. I, Kylie, did you pass out when you had your first? No, you I didn't. Did and right. you had two of them. So a lot of people go, well, I didn't pass out. Right. And I, actually, I don't have a concussion. I didn't pass
1: out. It's actually How, a very, yeah, it's a very small percentage of patients that actually lose consciousness. So um, the vast majority of patients never actually um, get quote unquote knocked out.
0: So why, you know, y- you heard Kylie say that she didn't tell folks she had this issue. She purposely covered it up. How important is it um for not just you know we're talking about kids in sports here obviously who want to get back out there and play but seniors can be equally as obstinate um uh, uh you know i remember my parents both of them have passed but i you know trying to get them to uh, agree to do something was not always the easiest thing to do how important is that
1: yes yeah, so i think it's important for everybody um the last thing anybody with this type of injury wants to do is have these symptoms linger um, and and it it typically is the quicker you get in um, to get see somebody and kind of get rolling on the on the treatment aspect that the the less the symptoms last. But even that's not foolproof. But um, you know these these can certainly cause some very long lasting uh, issues that are are not fun and not pleasant to deal with.
0: And how important is I heard Kylie talk about rest and not wanting loud noise and light and all that. How important is all of that if you think you've had the issue?
1: Um so if you if if you've had the injury the most important thing you can do the only thing that's actually proven I and mean, we um to scientifically um is rest. Um and I tell a lot of my athletes cuz we talked about kind of stubbornness. I tell a lot of my athletes um you know, it's like an ankle injury. You put it up on on ice and you rest it um and you want to do the same thing with your brain.
0: And if you don't it's not going to get any better. Right. You know, that That's the thing that's important for people to understand. We're going to come back after the break. We're going to continue this conversation. We're also going to talk to you about an upcoming event that you can participate in coming up in June. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIV radio network, coast-to-coast coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Kylie Bliss and Dr. to talk more about what goes on when you have a concussion and what you should do. And now you should be tested. Stay tuned. We've got more right after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast Across the USA here on the HIA radio network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question, send me an email. I'm happy to answer at americashealthcareadvocate.com. If we can help you on the health insurance front, let us know. We're happy to do so. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Kylie Bliss from the Heads Up Foundation for PCS and Dr. Michael Rippey. Uh, Michael Rippy, neurologist. Um, we're going to chat more about this whole concussion issue. There is an event coming up, as I mentioned in the last segment. It is on June 10th. It's here in Kansas City. It is the Heads Up KC uh, conference. It's going to be on June 10th. Uh, they're ha- they're having this at the KU Edwards campus. The best is at the best conference facility that's not like it's the best conference it might be the best conference facility but it's called the best conference facility anyway KU Edwards campus if you want to attend or you want to find out about it it's headsupkc.org that's the website headsupkc.org coming up on June 10th so who is who is this open to it's open to everybody who should think about going? Well, if you're coaching um, peewee football, if you're coaching high school football, if you're coaching basketball, if you're coaching baseball, soccer, any of that, you might want to think about going to this if you're a parent and you're, you're doing any of that kind of coaching detail. Also, if you're an official, if you're somebody that officiates at volleyball games or, or soccer games or baseball games or football, whatever it may be, Another group of people that ought to go to this, if you're a caregiver, maybe you're caring for people that are chronologically challenged, well, you might want to think about going to this. If you're an athlete, you certainly should think about going to this. Um, Keynote speaker at this event will be Anthony Davis, NFL player, played for the Kansas City Chiefs and um, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, It is June 10th. The website is um, headsupkc.org, headsupkc.org. You know... You know, we did this in the first show that we did, Kylie. Um, People, you have the concussion, okay, it's over. No, not really. There's post-concussion syndrome. Talk a little bit about that and what you went through, your experience with the post-concussion syndrome.
2: Well, in my experience, you know, I'm still suffering today from daily headaches and dizziness. And some of the initial symptoms, they have improved and have gotten a lot better. But they're still an issue, and I think that everyone kind of looks at me and goes, you know, she looks fine. You do look
0: fine. You look great.
2: Well, thank you. But no one can tell. It's something that unless you know me, you're never going to know that I have these symptoms and I have these daily struggles. Um, So I think that's one thing when talking about concussions and even post-concussion syndrome is that, you know, you look fine. But on the inside, you're definitely not. And there are issues in that they need to be treated appropriately.
0: So, Doctor, how prevalent is that? I mean, you know, she had two pretty significant concussions. Um, you, you, you certainly hear about this with the NFL players. I mean, to the point where, you know, you've got horrible things going on with these people, some of them committing suicide, others very violent. A lot of the violent behavior that we see the, the, these NFL players display after they quit playing, even during the playtime, now they think is linked to this. Um, how long do these things last if it's significant enough?
1: Right. Yeah. So the post-concussion syndrome can last anywhere from a couple months to years and maybe never go away. And and that typically is more of kind of the concussion symptoms, the headaches, the dizziness, um, those types of things. And so um, that happens in about 10 to 20 percent of people who suffer a concussion. Just seems like a small number, but it's kind of, a, you know, it's one in five um, up to that's kind of a scary number. Um, and then you then you certainly have these kind of long term effects. Um that we don't really know a lot about and we don't know how many concussions it takes and how bad the concussions have to be. But we certainly have these more kind of long-term effects that we're seeing now with, um, especially with the football players is really where it's really kind of become more prevalent that we've noticed it.
0: So, you know, you're, you're, (laughs) I think to my grandson who's seven years old and, and, Having this conversation with his mom, and she's like, "There's no way in hell he's playing football. (laughs) I mean, it just isn't going to happen." How how much of a concern should that be for parents? I mean, should you just should just absolutely? I mean, my daughter, uh, our oldest daughter Andrea in California, is he is not playing football, but he's going to play soccer, and they're running around out there with no helmets on, and they you know, crashing into each other. And it's not as prevalent as it is in football, but it certainly happens. And in baseball, they get beamed with the baseball. So, I mean, is this something that, you know, how – How? what should parents be doing here? You overreact, underreact, how does this work?
1: Right. So um, I get this question a lot in my clinics from parents. Um, it, it's a difficult kind of balance to make because, um, you know, I love sports just as much as the next guy. I was no good at them, but uh, you know I like to watch them. And so, um, I think there's a, an amount of care, and, and when you start talking about kids playing at a young age, I think that's where um, that's where some of the balance I think comes in. Uh, you know, we, we've gotten more and more into starting kids when they're five. I mean, I have a four year old. He's playing t ball, so um, you know I'm guilty as the next person that the you know you start your kids really early these yeah. days. Um, and, and, and I think that's where the balance comes in some, you know, especially when you start talking about some of the more contact sports where the, the, the risk is higher. Um, I think, I think we have to think about how early we let kids play, play that. And, um, whether it's soccer, where they don't head the ball or whether it's football, where they don't tackle for until a certain age or, or those types of things. And, and I don't know where the balance is, to be honest. I and mean, we don't know. If Concussions suffered at the age of seven, eight, nine, and 10 lead to issues when they're 50, 60, and 70. Um, we don't We think there's a link there, but we don't know what that link is just yet.
0: Kylie, are you still playing sports of any kind?
2: I'm not. No, you're
0: done. I am. Yep. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You're a young woman, you're going to graduate from college, you're probably going to get married, and you're probably going to have children. What are you going to do? Are you going to let your children play, or are you going to go, uh uh-uh? uh. I went through this. You're not going to do this. You're gonna. You're gonna learn how to play chess. That's <laughs> how, how. How do you feel about this? I mean, you've gone through hell with this. Okay. How do you feel? now? Something good's come out of it. You've done this. You, you've created this organization. You know, through and created awareness and and and, I, and it's a it's a really good thing. But how do you feel about that moving forward for you?
2: Um, well, not being a parent, I think it's hard to say now. But I think you know I learned a lot from sports. I. A lot of who I am is because of the sports that I played, so I would not take that away from them. But like Doctor Rippey said, you know, maybe start them at a later age, or if they do want to play football, you know, not tackling until I don't know what the age would be. I don't you have know? a clue. So yeah, but something like that because I definitely don't think that you you know people shouldn't let their kids play sports because there's inherent risk in anything you do.
0: Correct. You can so. Up, you know, I've got a young man who. You know, was riding a bicycle, had a helmet on, 35 years old, got eight children, but fell off the bicycle, went heads over, fell off the bicycle, became completely incapacitated, um, went into a coma for two months, um, had a helmet on. So, I mean, yeah, the issue is you can't live in a rubber room.
2: Exactly.
0: Okay. I guess you could, but it wouldn't be very pleasant. Not at all. So basically, I guess what we're saying, doctor, what we're saying, Kylie, is you've got to be a, education and being aware. Um, and and, and if, you're, if you observe the issue, making sure you do the right
1: thing. Right. I think the most important thing is, is especially if you're in a particularly high risk event, um, you want to be aware of it and, and try to prevent as much as you can. Uh, you're playing football. You're not going to prevent everything. Um, but if you use the right techniques, you can decrease the risk. And then if you get injured, yeah, you want to you want to get it treated and get it looked at and your sure appropriate.
0: There's the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you don't have to quit, but you certainly have to pay attention. The upcoming event, uh, HeadsUpKC.org on June 10th, HeadsUpKC.org on June 10th. If you want information, go to the website. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about testing, and we'll talk about what they're going to do at this event. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, show broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA on the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. If you've got a question, we can help you. We're happy to do so, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson. I'm your host, Gary Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Kylie Bliss from the Heads Up Foundation for PCS and Dr. Michael Rippey, neurologist with KU Medical Center. If you want information on the upcoming event, it is Friday, June 10th, 2016, this year, from 5.30 in the afternoon until 9.30 in the evening. This is really going to be a great conference. It's a great opportunity. I'm going to ask Kylie and Dr. to talk about it in more detail. But go to the website, headsupkc.org. All the information is up there. You know, if you're a coach, if you're coaching football, Wee football um, you know what uh, pop Warner whatever the case may be if you 're coaching soccer if you 're coaching baseball um, volleyball, I- any of this stuff uh, basket you know this all happened to Kylie when she was playing basketball, so if you 're doing any of this, if I were a parent and I were coaching or a grandparent i 'd be going to this conference, so I knew. What to look for. That's the issue. You know, do you let the child run right back out and play again if you see something like this? What do you do? What's the protocol? The NFL takes it really seriously now. They've got a very clear concussion protocol. We're talking about pro ball players, but a concussion is a concussion. So go to this conference. You'll learn. It's a great panel. We're going to talk about who's on the panel and what they're going to talk about at the conference. But go sign up headsupkc.org, headsupkc.org. Kylie, let's talk about this. This obviously a lot of work went into organizing this thing. Um, you know, I'm talking about people who should be there: coaches, parents, um, caregivers. If you're if you're caring for a parent that that has a tendency to fall or issues like that, athletes, officials, people that are officiating these games. Um, talk about you know doctors going to be there. Talk about how you put all this together and who's going to be at the conference and what are they going to be talking about.
2: Well, we really wanted to kind of have an event that brought everyone together and brought the aspect of Kind of teamwork and how it takes everyone to be on the same page and really have the best interest of the athlete in um, mind, and you know, kind of make sure that everyone is aware and everyone's educated, so that people don't have to suffer for four years or however long, um, and just kind of bring that awareness about.
0: Now, here's one. I'm looking at this. One of the people that's going to talk, a coach, um, parent of a swimmer. Who suffered? Now that that, I, I have to think about that one for a minute. Okay, a swimmer who suffered a concussion. So somebody hit their head diving in a pool. I'm guessing, or something like that.
2: Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but I mean, but I there guess she it could is. Happen. She's going to
0: be talking.
2: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I know her son has struggled for a couple of years also, and he just really wanted to kind of do what I'm doing and be able to share his story and how um, it's affected his life.
0: So we got Anthony Davis, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl um, 35 uh, winner uh, for the Baltimore Ravens when he played with the Baltimore Ravens. He's your keynote speaker, so that's kind of cool. You've got a panel: Hillary Bias, she's the parent of the swimmer; um, Mary Mahoney, uh, KC Metro Kansas amateur softball girls fast pitch. That's another one I hadn't really thought about. Softball; those girls throw that thing pretty pretty hard. Um, also, if you get hit in head with a softball, that's a pretty good sized <laughs> ball. <laughs> well, I just was watching a Royals game today where the pitcher got hit um, with a with a with a with with a ball that was hit by uh, the player at the plate. So you don't think about that. Then we've got uh, the panel with Doctor O'Neill, um, USA Volleyball Doctor Neil Aronson, Sporting KC. So Sporting KC. Um, physician for Sporting KC's soccer team is going to be there. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, and and Dr. Lawrence Maggie, uh, head of the uh, KU neurologist, and obviously Dr. Rippy is going to be there uh, for uh, talking about neurology. So this is a pretty uh, pretty impressive group you've got coming to speak at this thing.
2: Well, you know, I think all of them kind of realized too, the importance of awareness and educating, and so um, we're definitely very honored to have them all be able to be in attendance and. Mm-hmm. Educate
0: everyone. Yeah, and you've got you've got uh, a pretty good athletic panel as, as well. Um, Ryan Bias, Bishop Mie, swimming coach, um, uh, Samantha Sanderson, former University of Miami so- Miami soccer player, um, uh, Sporting KC soccer defender Seth. I can't pronounce the last name. Sinovic, I guess maybe I got that right. I don't know. But so th- this is really going to give people um, a lot of information about um, how to recognize this, um, and then if. Better doctor to err on the side of caution than to, oh, well, it's not that big a deal. Let them go back in and play some more.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. um I, I mean, I, I think from a coaching standpoint, you want to say, I'd rather hold I'd rather hold somebody out for the last half of a game than have them miss the next three because they're having symptoms. Um, so I, I certainly think absolutely err on the side of caution. So if a kid comes out of a game like that and, you know, th- th- they are having symptoms,
0: they start to feel nauseous, they're – they're having trouble focusing all the rest of it that's a red flag right absolutely um yeah. shut them down yep. get them out of the game park them you know and 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 check and see how they're doing uh make
1: sure mom and dad know <laughs> right yeah that that's kind of <laughs> important huh yeah
0: yeah yeah and if mom and dad aren't there what do you do then obviously
1: right so make sure somebody knows um you know we you know high school athletes ride the bus home um I, a lot of i've had athletes tell me that they didn't really know they were Injured until the bus ride home, and they really—that's when they really started to feel really crummy. Um, and and so making sure in that instance, I tell them don't let them drive home. Somebody who's dizzy and has a headache and can't see straight shouldn't be getting in the car and driving home. They need to call their mom or dad or have a friend take them home or have the coach. Somebody you know needs to give them a ride home. Um, so the 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 piece, and I, I really like what Ky, where Kylie's going with is—it is a team. You know, it's it's up to the coaches, the trainers. I, I talk to the athletes and I say, look, you guys are responsible for each other too. You, you see, oh, your, yeah. if you see your, you know, um, teammate get injured, it's it's just as up to, as much up to you to let somebody know if no one else notices. So it's about making sure that everybody is kind of talking um, amongst themselves with everybody that needs to know what's going on.
0: Let's talk a little bit about baseline testing. E- explain that and 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 why is that a procedure? Why is that important for people to understand that?
1: Right, so baseline testing, um, is, uh, the idea is that um, it's, it's mostly geared towards athletes. It would be great if you could baseline test everybody in the world. But um, you take an athlete and you say, before the season starts, this is where they are with their balance, with their memory, with their reaction time, um, a number of kind of various different key aspects. And after they get injured, you test them again and you see, is there a change? Um, and it's, it's pretty reliable, especially if you do have that kind of pre-injury test to say, like they were their reaction time is way off or their their memory is way off or their balance is way off um those are the things that can help when you've got an athlete who's sitting there and saying I feel great um and you look at the numbers and you go something doesn't doesn't sit right here um so we're certainly going to err on the side of caution even though you say you feel great i've got some numbers here that say maybe not so is is that
0: baseline testing something that is available for these kids to do on a regular basis like before you go play ball this year We're going to do baseline testing so we know. Specifically, you know, I would think in sports where there is a significant amount of contact, basketball, which until you and I did this, I really never thought about it that way, but that's clearly an issue. Football, for sure. Soccer is another one where they're, you know, they're crashing into each other. So it makes sense to go to your physician and say, hey, I want to get a baseline test on my child so I know these are the reaction times. Is that how they do that? How yeah. do they do that, Doctor? Yeah.
1: So some of the some of the high schools are now offering this to their athletes um, through various different um, grants or organizations, um, and so that's that's one way to do it. Is if if the school or the 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 league or the team that you are playing on um, offers that, then you you should certainly take advantage of that. But absolutely, the other way is to talk to your physician, um, and if they can't provide that for you, they they can certainly try to link you in with someone that can.
0: So in other words, go to your your family physician and say, "Hey, Johnny's going to play soccer this year or football, and 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 I want to get a baseline test done."
1: Right, and most of the testing goes down to about ten or eleven years of age. So if they're playing younger than that, it's typically not available. But um, and it should be redone every two years if you you know. Okay, when, so every two years, right? When someone's ten and and then they turn twelve and fourteen and sixteen, you know they're probably going to have different reaction times and different levels that they, they uh, are able to achieve on those tests. So you certainly want to get it redone. So,
0: Kylie, did you get baseline tested before this happened to you? I did not. I was I supposed to. I didn't think to. so, but you didn't.
2: To. Well, um, our football team went to state that year, and so tryouts in state kind of overlapped. Um, and so it was not done. So, How def- much of
0: a difference would that have made? You, I bet you a dollar to a donut if you had had that done and your parents' had seen this and gone back, what do you think would have been? How quickly do you think that? You wouldn't have had the second one, I'll bet.
2: I wouldn't have been able to. You know, I wouldn't no. have been able to lie, or I could lie, but I'm not going to be able to be cleared.
0: No, so. you wouldn't have been cleared. So the second concussion wouldn't have happened.
2: Not because necessarily as soon. Yes, not what, as soon. Yes, not as soon.
0: Yeah, okay. Interesting. Definitely interesting. The the event is coming up, folks. It is June 10th from 530 to 930 at the KU Edwards Best Conference Center. Uh, That's over on Quivira and Overland Park. Uh, The cost is 10 bucks. The conference uh, is available. Uh, Registration is $10. The website is headsupkc.org. Headsupkc.org. If you're a coach, um, I strongly suggest you do this. If you're an official, one of these people who volunteers to do these football games, soccer games, baseball, whatever the case may be, I can't think of a better place to be. Obviously, if you're an athlete, um, great opportunity. HeadsUpKC.org, that's the website. Go register for the conference. We'll be right back after the break. We'll wrap it up with our guests. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcast on the HIA radio network coast to coast across the U.S.A. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, America'sHealthcareAdvocate.com. Any question you have on health insurance, feel free to send me an email. We'll be happy to help you. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue our conversation in this segment with Kylie Bliss, Heads Up Foundation for PCS, and Dr. Michael Rippey, neurologist from KU Medical Center. The website, headsupkc.org, headsupkc.org. The conference they're holding is on June 10th. Uh, coming up uh, it starts at 5:30 in the evening goes till 9:30 um, it's going to be pretty interesting they've got some great people there you're going to have Anthony Davis there uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens um, a number of different doctors are going to be there a number of coaches are going to be there Dr. Ripley's going to be there you know i said it before if i if i were coaching Um, my grandson right now, and I'm not, thank God, or he probably wouldn't be any good at all. But having said that, um, if I were coaching or I were in any position where I were doing anything like this, volunteering uh, as an official or as a coach or whatever the case may be, I would be at this conference because I certainly would want to know what the risks were to young people playing these sports um, and these particular issues. So if you are a coach, um, if if you are um, doing this – uh, as a coach or as a referee, whatever the case may be. You know, the other thing is, if you're a caregiver, I, you know, we get a lot of calls from a lot of people who are taking care of their parents and the parents are in their 80s and 90s um, and they fall uh, and they fall and they hit their heads. Um, If you're a caregiver, if you're somebody that's taking care of somebody or it's something you do as a volunteer or through your church or an organization, this conference would be a very helpful thing for you. I strongly suggest you do this. Go to the website, headsupkc.org. It's June 10th from 530 in the evening till 930. Going to be a great conference um, over at the KU Edwards campus, headsupkc.org. You know, you went through a lot of therapy after this happened to you. You you said when w- today you're doing much better than you were the last time we did this two years ago. How much has it helped, and what did you do?
2: Um, oh, I did so many. I did vestibular therapy. Who and, uh, vestibular
0: vestibular therapy? I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
2: it okay. Takes a lot of practice. Okay. Um, vision therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. I think that's all.
0: So you and how long did this go on? You didn't go in for one treatment.
2: No. um, Well, the problem at first was I didn't really take the therapy very seriously. It's only going to do
0: as much for you. A high school girl that was an athlete (laughs) that didn't take it very seriously.
2: Yeah, it's only going to do as much for you as you're willing to put in. Um, And so, you know, I did speech therapy first, and I didn't really do all that exercises or physical therapy. Um, And so I kind of had to make that decision that I wanted to help myself because it wasn't going to be done for me. Um, And so once I did that, you know, the therapies really did start helping. And most recently, vision therapy, um, you know, I learned a lot that I couldn't see in 3D and I couldn't, I didn't have depth perception. So that was really helpful knowing that, um, you know, there was an issue and it helped my studying and everything else like that.
0: So that can affect a lot of things. It can, you said, you said studying, which means this affected you in school.
2: Yes, it definitely did. I went from being an honors and AP student to being enrolled in special education. Wow. Wow. Um, You never
0: told me that before. That's interesting. No, you did not. Uh, Yeah. It really, that really knocked you down.
2: It did. Um, You know, I had to have help in everything I did, reading, writing. It took, it used to take me, I don't know, no time at all to read, but to read maybe a chapter of a book that would take other people, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it would take me up to an hour. And I could read it. So I could read it over and over and still not tell you a single thing about it.
0: That's amazing. How did this therapy doctor sounds like this is really important stuff.
1: Right. And and um, it's really great because, especially when you're talking about teenagers and young adults, they don't want to, and, and older people, they don't want to take any more medications than they need to. And, you know, we can certainly use a lot of medications to try and treat headaches and dizziness. But uh, in reality, a lot of them can be treated with um, these kinds of physical therapy and vision therapy and the vestibular therapy. Um, sometimes you can really get a good handle, um, if not completely get rid of a lot of symptoms with those therapies. So they they make a big difference. They do. They make a huge difference. Um, and, and I certainly say you got to get the right therapist. Um, just You've got to get someone that works well with, with whomever is the patient, and then you um, got to get somebody who really knows what they're doing. And uh, that's really helpful. Sometimes I send patients to vestibular therapy, and my vestibular therapist goes, no, 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 no. Okay, well, what, help
0: me out with vestibular therapy right. since we've rattled this off half a dozen times. Right. What right. is it?
1: So vestibular therapy is a specialized physical therapy that works on kind of Balance and, and the vestibular system, which a lot okay. of people call their inner ear, um, okay. which, can right. a, which can affect eye movements and, and, and balance and dizziness and headaches. and um, So you can get a lot of the symptoms driven just from that system, and, and trying to work through some of that can really help. So And that, and all of these therapies can make a difference in that. Right, right. And that's, that's
0: the reason why you're doing much better today than you were when this happened. How many years ago was this? Um, four, four and a half. Four and a half years ago. So you've made a lot of improvement, I have. obviously um you're a junior at k u and uh, a year away from graduation after this year, so it's certainly made a difference. Absolutely. What would you say you know your to parents and, and to kids out there about you know this is what would you say to them, Kylie, about why this is important to pay attention to this? the impact this had on you, your mom, your dad, your life, the whole deal
2: um well, no sport is worth giving up um kind of your life, your livelihood, and everything. Um, that you're used to, your identity. Um, And so I think as a parent, you know, you might have to be the bad guy and you might have to tell your kid you can't be on your phone, you need a rest, whatever. But it's worth it because at 14, you're not going to make that decision for yourself. Sports are the most important thing to you, your friends, you know, things like that. So you're not going to want to give that up. So parents are going to have to do that at that age.
0: So parents need to take control. Yes. The conference is June 10th from 530 to 930 at the KU Edwards Best Conference Center. Uh, You can register at headsupkc.org, headsupkc.org. You know, I just said it before, if you're a parent, grandparent, if you're a coach, um, if you're involved in these team sports in any way, I strongly suggest uh, that you take the time to do this. It makes a lot of sense. You're going to learn a lot. They've got great people there. Uh, They've got Anthony Davis there from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, They've got coaches there. They're going to talk about this. They've got Three or well, we got four different doctors. They're going to speak at this, including Doctor Rippey. They're going to be there. Um, it, this is just an opportunity to really understand this issue and the debilitating effect it can have if it's not treated. If it is treated, that's a different story. But if it's not, um, you know, Kylie went through this for a number of years. Um, look where she is today. Look, you know, the, the treatment makes a difference. You need to understand that. Once again, headsupkc.org is the website. Headsupkc.org. The conference is Friday june 10th register now uh, because seating is limited and you're going to want to get there so you need to go register at headsupkc.org that does it for today ladies and gentlemen and now i leave you with this thought from albert einstein the one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd the one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been remember friends it's a funny thing about life if you refuse to accept anything but the very best you most often get it Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.